Hey everyone, thank you for tuning into Design Your Day, the official podcast show of The Gathering Shops, retail's most exciting new platform that has curated a community of emerging brands and local artists. Each week, we will introduce you to the talent and personalities behind these brands to give you an opportunity to get to know the person behind the product. This week, we catch up with the founder of The Suburban Monk, Ellen Atkins. Ellen shares her story of how she decided to leave the stability of a successful job in corporate America to take a leap of faith and become an entrepreneur, a journey that would change her life. An incredible story of self-reflection and passion, Ellen has built a brand around Sid, who helps people find joy and happiness, but I'll let her tell you about him. So without further ado, here is Design Your Day interview number one with the founder of The Suburban Monk, Ellen Atkins. Hey, everybody, and welcome to Design Your Day, the official podcast show of The Gathering Shops. And we are super, super excited to have our special guest today, the founder of The Suburban Monk and Sid's mom, Ellen Atkins. Ellen, thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to join Design Your Day, the official podcast show of The Gathering Shops. We are super, super excited to have you. So excited to be here. Yeah, this is pretty cool. Now, um, for our, our growing audience and listeners, um, hopefully they'll see some of, the, some of the content from the video of this interview. You will notice that um, I believe you're home and I am in my, my home office, my home studio, because we are all doing work remotely. Um, all of us entrepreneurs and small business owners and biz, big business and everyone alike is going through um, a different time now uh, with this health crisis and pandemic. And for the last few weeks, we've all been doing a lot of our work um, and creative content stuff from home. And that's what, where we're conducting this interview today. So um, I can see that Sid is behind you and you can, and you can see that Sid is right next to me. Yeah, I like your backdrop a little more. I, got, I, have, to work, I have to work on that. <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's right. You do have one of my most favorite, favorite words of all time right above your shoulder, the word dream. So I think that's pretty cool as well, too. So listen, we're all super excited here at The Gathering Shops for you to be a guest on Design Your Day. Um, we want to get to know you a little bit more. You have such an amazing, compelling story. Um, we want to know more and learn more about you. But we also want to learn more about Sid who you are the proud mother of. So if you don't mind, maybe take a minute or two and introduce yourself and give our, our growing audience and our listeners a little bit more of a, a backstory, a little bit more of a backdrop to who Ellen Atkins is before we talk about the suburban monk and Sid. Sure. So I was born and raised and still live in New Jersey, a Jersey girl. Um, I have been married for almost 36 years <laughs> and three grown sons. Wow. Um, and a very cute dog. <laughs> um, and really, it is an amazing story because I just was this sort of normal suburban woman that had mm -hmm. this great career as like a CPA in, the, in corporate America, totally type A, a Virgo for you astrology people. <laughs> <laughs> and I fit that perfectly. Um, and then, I don't know, this feeling just kept coming like I can do this with my eyes closed I had a really big job at a very young age so I had 30 years of just um yeah I one day I was like you know I can do this with my eyes closed like I think there's more out there for me but I was really scared and then one day I was like you know it's now or never and if I get to the end of my life, some of my friends are like, that's so morbid. But 
I would look like, oh, I had this perfect life. But inside, I would have known I never had the courage to see what else was out there. And so off I went. I, gave, I think I gave my notice the day after we took our first son to college. So I did everything backwards. Everybody yeah. was like working, was home raising their kids. And I was working full time and raising the three kids and I look back and I'm like, how did we do that, honey? <laughs> but, um, and yeah, and then the year after our second son went off to college and then our youngest son got the new me <laughs> where I was like, hmm, now, now what am I supposed to do? So, yeah. Very cool. Um, that is, that's absolutely incredible. First of all, I'm a big fan already for many reasons. You know, you're homegrown native New Jersey, uh, Jersey girl, you know, I'm a Jersey boy. I, I am convinced that New Jersey, we don't get the respect we deserve. I think we're one of the best states in the country. And I think if more people came to visit, they would fall in love with our state um, a lot more. Um, so let's talk about your journey. It's so interesting. So um, like so many people, you know, after they go to college, they're looking for that, uh, that stable career where they could have a good job, start to make a, a good income, start to make money so they can do things that they want, like, you know, uh, buy a home and, and buy things they've always wanted, maybe get married, start a family. You were able to do that. Not only did you do it, but you had a great job, a great career, and you had a great income. And along the way, not saying that that wasn't satisfying, but somewhere along the way, you said, you know what? Ah, there's something more. Talk a little bit about how difficult that decision may have been after not just one, two, or three years of success, 20, almost 30 years of a successful career. And then you saying, you know what? I think there's more out there. It's time for me to change lanes. I'm going to make this crazy, exciting, but scary decision to walk away from what I've had to try something new. Yeah. Oh, it was one of the hardest things because it made no sense. <laughs> uh, you know, all like I kept thinking, what's my mother-in-law going to say? What's like, I couldn't say, well, oh no, I'm quitting because this is what I want to do. Because at that time I did not know I was going to fall in love with laughing monk statues. Yeah. I just knew there was something more and I didn't want to, um, you know, get to the end of my life and say, oh, you never had the courage. Yeah. Um, and I have so many family members and I have a cousin that's like my sister who's some big oncologist out of New York hospital. And I was like, oh, wait, when she hears that I just up and quit. So there, it made it harder. We shouldn't think what other people, you know, whatever other people are thinking, but it made it that much harder because I didn't have a logical explanation. Yeah. I just knew that there was something more. And that, you know, that was like 13 years ago. And that, I don't know, people didn't talk like that, especially yeah. people my age. They're like, what? Well, what are you going to do? And even my boss, who we were so close, she's like, I'm not letting you quit. You don't know what you're going to do. Just don't be so compulsive. Work from home. We won't tell anybody. Yeah. I, I actually tried that. And, um, but I actually, all I did from home was I kept working because I didn't really know what else to do. Yeah. And then in the blink of an eye, two years went by and I knew like, just cut it out. Like, yeah, if you're going to do it, do it. And I knew it would be hard, but 
I yeah. That's how hard. Yeah. And, and, and we'll talk about that. I mean, becoming, yeah. you know, taking a leap and uh, becoming an entrepreneur, I think that's one of the common threads we all have is yeah. um, although it's exhilarating and extremely exciting, it is very, very scary. Um, but I do want to touch on something that you just mentioned. I think that we're all guilty of this. A lot of people, and I know I've been there, you want to try something. You want to do something amazing. You want to do something that just brings your spirit alive. But then you say, no, because you're worried about what some of your friends may think, what some of your relatives, even people inside of your immediate household may oh, yeah. think about that decision. So talk about that a little bit again, about someone like you who had a successful career. And then you said, you know what, I'm going to come home. I'm going to tell my husband, I'm going to tell my children, I'm going to tell my coworkers that I'm up and leaving and I'm going to do something, but I'm not sure if it makes any sense. What was the reaction like for you? Um, well, my husband was great. He would, you know, I didn't just say, come home and say, by the way, I quit. <laughs> we, did, we did talk about it. And he said, I yeah. just want you to be happy, which was wonderful. Um, and I, you know, there was a point and I want to, you know, go through those early days at home, but there was a point where when I did find my passion and I had laughing monk statues all over the house and they were all dressed up, I would go to Halloween stores and they'd be mm -hmm. like, oh, how how old are your kids? And I'd be like, oh no, look at my statues. <laughs> and at one point, like my husband told me, my kids said, dad, should we be worried? <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I don't know. She seems really happy. Yes. <laughs> because they were so used to, I mean, I put that suit on and pantyhose and heels every morning. I mean, I was, I had Excel sheets for the carpools, like what snack people got. Like I was so type A. Wow. Like, and if wow. My, my husband drove, I was like, what? You gave them potato chips? Didn't you yeah. see the Excel spreadsheet? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was really, and then to, if someone had told me back then, oh, you're going to be fine. You're going to fall in love with laughing monk statues. You're even going to name one. You're going to have this great, I'd be like, what are you talking about? Like creativity. I never thought of myself. Now I believe everybody's creative. Yes. But really back then, my idea of creativity was finding a new column in an Excel spreadsheet. Like I wasn't one of those kids that took, I don't know, art classes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, if somebody had told me that, I would have been like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What? Yeah. That's amazing. That that's funny how you said that. Your one of your kids said, "Should we should we be worried about mom?" That's pretty. Uh, that that's that's a pretty funny reaction. So so let's let's continue now. So you decide mm -hmm. there's more to life. There you decide there's more. I'm not sure what it is, but there's more. I'm gonna make this decision, and off I go. So you come home, you tell your family, you tell your people close to your life you're making this decision. Did you know what you were jumping into right away? Did you know that you wanted to start a business? Did you know um, what, what you were going to build the business around? What was like that transition period? Was it long? Was it a month? Was it five years um, that got you to where you are now? And once again, how scary was that transition after you made the decision? So that was a scary decision. Was there a scary time maybe in the middle where you weren't sure? You're like, wow, I just left this amazing job. I want to do something else because there's more. But now I made the decision and I'm not sure what I'm doing. Oh, it was a really hard time. I will tell you, though, as hard as it was, and I'll get into that, I was never sorry that I made that decision because it was so important for me to know at least I tried. 
but I didn't know what that was going to look like. And um, I think I had some plans with trade away. Um, felt, I, I think the real estate market crashed. And so I think the universe was just laughing at me. Oh yeah. She's <laughs> just gonna, going to do her type A thing and yep. she's going to plan maybe what she's going to do. Yeah. And that didn't work. Um, so I was, I was never sorry, but I got up, I, you know, I, you can imagine working full time, 30 years, raising three kids. I was like exhausted. So in the beginning I thought, Oh, I don't know. Let's see. I'll be the perfect mom. <laughs> I still had one son yeah. home. And I remember going to the market and like figuring out perfect snacks and he'd walk in and I'd have like a clementine cause it was orange. It looked so pretty <laughs> and popcorn. And he had his headphones and he'd be yeah. like, hi, no, I don't want anything. And I'm like, Oh man, the perfect mom isn't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I thought, Oh, I'll volunteer. And then I kept getting yelled at, like the pizza box had to go down and a pizza. And I'm like, Oh my God. And then I thought, well, everybody does yoga and <laughs> I tried yoga and I just was giving myself time to just be. Um, and I think within a certain amount of time, it was getting close. Our youngest was getting bar mitzvah, so I would focus on that. But I ran out of different ways. All of a sudden, I realized like, I'm not, I'm really lost. I don't, I get up in the morning, I don't know, you know, I would do the basics. And I just didn't feel happy. And I felt really guilty for that because I had a beautiful life. I had a husband that loved me, great kids. So I actually didn't share that as much. I kept a lot in and I, that's when I just had to, really my goal was to make myself happy again. Like my yeah. goal wasn't, oh, I want to create a business or I want to do this. It was like, I just need to feel better. And I will say that, um, well, I had a choice to quit and that's such a privilege and I feel so lucky. A lot of the people that are home right now don't have that choice, but I will tell you that um, how hard it was feeling so lost and feeling like maybe I'll never feel happy again. And like, what am I going to do? I had all those feelings and I can really, so I hope that some of the things I share, even if it's just one person, it will, it will can shift them. It will make a difference. So um, what I ended up doing because I was tired of not being happy. <laughs> I love being like, uh, you know, I like to be happy like all people. Um, I would, I actually didn't know what made me happy. Like somebody said, go away for the weekend. And if it was my husband, he, I mean, he loves adventure. He would go camping, hiking, silent retreats, golf weekends. I mean, and I was like, I, I don't even know what to, what I would want to do. Yeah. So I just started um, noticing anything that brought me joy. It didn't, I didn't use my head. It didn't have to make sense. So I would look through magazines and I would see a color and I'm like, oh, this kind of makes me feel good. And I would rip it out and scotch tape it to the wall and I would find a quote and it just made me happy. I started, or if I saw something and I couldn't rip it out, I would take a picture and print it out. So my walls started being filled. I didn't know about Pinterest then. I actually had a niece come over and she was like, Auntie Ellen, don't you know about Pinterest? And I'm like, no, <laughs> like I scotch tape things all over. And then I got to, um, 
in a catalog, there was a laughing monk statue and it just cracked me up. And I was like, oh, I need this in the house. So, and also what I did is I cleaned out the Xbox room. Two of the three kids were out and I like made my own space. I was just sat on the floor and scotch taped everything on the walls. And I started to find without using my head, just what made me feel better. And these laughing monk statues were amazing. Like I, so I ordered a whole bunch. So they were all over the house and I would get outfits and I would dress them up and then I would duct tape like affirmations to them. So back then I drank coffee. So I'd get up in the morning and feel kind of depressed and I'd go to get the coffee, but I had like a statue sitting there. This was before Sid, because I had to make Sid perfect. Um, and I'd have a mop on its head and sunglasses. And I like, before I even like could be too depressed, it would like, I would start laughing and I would have affirmations. Yeah. I'd have one on the porch. The mailman knew him. Like every, every time the mailman came, they had different outfits. And then I, I, the hours would just go by. Like I would just forget that I actually wasn't happy. And I would be so into just figuring out how I was going to dress up the next statue. And then I'd take pictures and I'd send them to my friends and they'd have quotes. And my friends, a lot of them were still in corporate and they would just like burst out laughing in the office and be like, stop it. <laughs> it just became a thing. It was so much fun. So that was the first part. And then actually I decided, you know what? And I still think back, like, why did I think I knew how to make a statue? But I was like, I need a statue that I can dress up. So if you notice for Big Sid there, his arms don't touch yep. because I needed to be able to dress him up. And then mm -hmm. the open hand, I wanted to be able to put affirmations yep. in. And you can even put socks on his feet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, I look back and I'm like, why did I think I could do that? But you know, when you're all of a sudden filled with like this excitement and passion and joy, I think you feel like you can do anything maybe. I don't yes. know. Yes, I still you can. look back, yeah. but I believe that. I, I agree with you 100%. And what an incredible story that is. Um, I love the first line though, that when you said, you just started to look for what made you happy. You just started to search for joy. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that is such a great lesson for everyone out there. Sometimes you just have to keep your eyes open and look for something that makes you smile. And it may lead you to a great, another, a great new opportunity, which it did for you. And you said laughing monk statues always made you smile. Um, I love how that made you smile and it brought you happiness. And then you said to yourself, you know what? I, I think I could dress up this statue and people got to know him. When did you know though, that something that was making you smile, something that was bringing you happiness, that was making some people in your life, you know, happy and laugh. When did you say, wait a minute, not only is it making me happy, but I think if I can create an offer something like this to other people, not only will it bring them happiness, but this, this may be able to turn into a little small business you know, behind happiness, something that is making me feel happy and can make others happy. When did you say to yourself, maybe this can be a business? So, um, first of all, as a little girl, like all I wanted to do was make people happy. Like I, you know, my intention before talking to you is if like, you know, just 
one person can take away hope or joy. Like I just always love to bring uh, a smile to people's faces. Um, so I also started meditating during that time and like two minutes was like a big deal for me. I'd be like, Oh my God, like yoga, meditation. I was just trying everything. <laughs> and, um, the name, the suburban monk came to me. It just it came to me. And isn't it a great name? I love that name because I am that suburban. Normally I would have a French manicure, but quarantine days. <laughs> like I know, I, yes. I love so much about suburban life, but then I was starting to get into this like energy and meditation and the metaphysical yeah. world. And I just love that name. So I got the LLC and my niece, a different niece, <laughs> was staying with us for the summer. And it was June 21st and I got it in the mail and I said, Jesse, I have a real business because the name came to me and I just thought, I don't know, I have to grab that name. Yeah. But I hadn't really thought too far ahead. And she's like, oh, that's great, but what's your business? <laughs> and I was like, I have no idea. Uh. But, so, but also in contrast to the Ellen that was the accountant type A, I would never do anything like that. Mm -hmm. I would have A through Z, everything planned out. Yep. Here I had an LLC and I had no idea what it was gonna do. But I think when I got that name, it came to me at that moment I knew somehow I was going I went through this it wasn't for no reason and I just I just wanted people to know if I could do this if I could do this and seriously if I could do this somebody that had excel spreadsheets of, of carpool anybody could do it and if this if this statue that really anchored me and help me get through this period and just fill me with joy. I just, I wanted to make the perfect statue. I mean, and um, yeah, so it was around, I think it, you know, it probably took a, a year and a half to really feel really, you know, get the bar mitzvah out of the way, really feel grounded, have my whole um, empty office mm -hmm. just filled with things that made me joy. And um, then I was like, wow. I think I am going to create a business, but I didn't really see that coming. Yeah. But there was a part of me that, um, I, I have it, I guess I just have that. I didn't think I had the entrepreneurial spirit, but you know, not you an know, easy one to have. I did. You know, I had newfound respect for entrepreneurs. Yes. It's not. Um, I, I tell a lot of friends of mine and people that have become fans of, of, of some of the stuff that I've attempted to do. And, and they sit back like, oh, it's so awesome. And I tell them, you know, it, it is it is awesome and it's exhilarating at times, but it is extremely difficult and a lot a lot harder than a lot of people um, understand. So I am uh, I am very very uh, respectful, and I give a lot of credit to fellow entrepreneurs like yourself. Um, but to your point, isn't it amazing where the path or the road can lead you when you are just doing something that makes you happy? And what I love so much about the business that you have built is your business is built on the foundation of happy and you've created this character that is helping you accomplish what you said. You're like, if I can just help one person, if I can just help two people smile or feel better about their day or their life, um, 
Well, I'm going to sit here and tell you, you're accomplishing it and you have been because not only do you have that personality, but anybody who has Sid in their house or in their office, it's definitely helping them because I know I can tell you that my wife and I, we love Sid and he's been a, a positive influence on our life. So let's talk about the fact that now you have the name, the Suburban Monk. You say to your relatives, hey, listen, I have an LLC, I have a business, but I have no idea what the business is. You know you love uh, laughing, laughing Monk statues. How was Sid born? How did you come up with Sid? How did you come up with his name? How did you come up with the final statue and the, and the detail and personality like you were talking about a little bit earlier? When did you know that Sid was your guy? So, you know, I started getting into spirituality, but um, my type, like everything has to be fun and playful. Okay. Uh, my husband goes to silent retreats to awaken and I, think that's really funny because I would like fall asleep. <laughs> it's like, I'm like, really? That's yeah. oh, like sitting there and not talking. Okay. But, um, so I just love to bring playfulness to everything. And when I just, when I knew, um, like I needed to create a statue, I needed to create my version of what it, he should really look like. And so that thumbs up came to me because Every, if you look, really look at me, like all these statues, well, first of all, none have a, a thumbs up. Thumbs up. They're all, you know, the laughing monk, they're jolly, but so many, they're so serious. And I'm like, it's got to have a thumbs, thumbs up. up. I don't know where it came, but I was like, yes, it came to me one day. And I got, so, then I got really excited. And then I just knew, because then I could, um, I just could visualize like, oh my God, can you imagine yeah, yeah. Like a statue with a thumbs up? <laughs> uh, <laughs> and so I decided to do that. And then I was, okay, I thought, how do you make a statue? So I was running in the park and my oldest son had told me, I asked him about a friend and he said, yeah, he's taking some time off between college and his first job. And I, I said, Jeff, oh, I need to ask Jeff if he'll help me. So Jeff came over, he was really excited. And so we sat at the dining room table and I'm like, so how do we make a statue? And he's like, yeah. maybe Craigslist. And like literally he just like went on Craigslist. We found one person and like four sculptors later, we found somebody and I would just cut out lots of pictures. And the poor sculptor, it was so frustrating. It took about nine months. Wow. And which I think is kind of funny, nine months to birth Sid. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> yes, that's amazing. I know. And yeah. I'd be like, it's just not right. And I didn't have the words to articulate because I'm not an artist. All I could say is, it's just not right. And he tried tweaking this and tweaking that. And we lived two hours apart. So sometimes we would meet in a, in a mall in the parking lot yeah. and put up the trunk. And it was like... <laughs> We're doing a drug deal or something. <laughs> I would go to the corner of the parking lot, and yeah. there's two cars again, and he's holding. And yeah. I'm like, "Yeah, it's just not right." And then um, on May second, eight years ago, he walked into my house, and I was like, "Oh my god, he's perfect!" And I'm declaring the Sid's birthday, and um, yeah, it just. Oh, but then the catch was, I was so excited, and then when he left. He <laughs> You know, it was Clay. He said, oh, by the way, now you have to find a person 
to make the mold. And I was like, has he been in my refrigerator? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is he talking about Jello? Where's yeah. like, the joke here? We've just spent nine months. Yeah. And I think that's a part of why it was really good. I didn't see the whole path ahead. Yeah. Because probably I would have said, what? Like yeah. now? Like the statue's ready, but it's not ready. Yeah, I think that's uh, I think that's uh, one of your <laughs> your first lessons about being an entrepreneur is every single time you think you accomplish something, right away you find out that you have like another five steps until it gets done. Um, but that's incredible. I love that whole backstory. Like it took you nine months, and then you you see him, and you're like, yes, he's here. That's his birthday. Um, and then, as you know, I think everyone can tell you were able to to you know finalize the mold, yeah. and then you made Sid available. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but um, for everyone that's going to see uh, the video of our interview, um, you can see that I have big Sid here with me, but you offer a small Sid, and this is what I think is so cool about small Sid. Oh, okay, so you have red, you have red small Sid? Okay. Oh, I, no, I, I actually have every color. Okay. We're doing like something new, so I have every color. Inside. I have orange small Sid. So talk a little bit about um, your offering. The Suburban Monk offers Sid in, of course, I keep saying big Sid, but also in multicolors of the small version. Mm -hmm. And each color represents different things. So talk a little bit about how you came to the decision that you wanted to offer a bigger version, why your smaller version, which probably is a little bit probably, I don't want to say more convenient, but um, price-wise, you're able yeah. to do a little bit more things. <laughs> starting point. Yes. Yeah. So talk a little bit about the two different offerings right now. Um, okay. Is there one more popular? Like, I'm just curious to know, um, you know, does Big Sid sell, sell very well for you? Or is it more dominant with the little guys? And why did you decide to come up with multiple colors that have uh, different characteristics? So while the sculptor was making Big Sid, I, you know, we had to differentiate um, Big Sid, who was my original version he he told me he went to some yoga class and I don't know did 108 of whatever those things are and he had this insight that he needed to make a little Sid just to help him finish sculpting the big Sid and then he was so excited I was like oh he's adorable and so then enter when I had to find you know the mold the mold person um, I said you know what let's start with the little guys because I it took a lot of time for me to find the mold and find how to have them made um so it was a no-brainer to start with the little guys and what I love about the suburban monk is in like true meditation that whole area everything's like the same color so I'm all into colors so yes. I'm like oh no my everything's going to be colorful in fact the first big sit i thought i would only do like white because i'm like everybody has you know gold or yeah. white with a scarf on them and yeah. a colorful purple hat um but so i was sitting at the table and i'm like okay how many colors should we make and then i sort of did the different chakras the different energy centers if you know what those are and then i'm like well but I need a pink. It was so not planned out. I'm like, and I had somebody helping me at the time and she's like, oh, my favorite color is teal. And I'm like, okay, throw teal in. And, and I remember my son saying, what kind of color is teal? And I'm like, it's a cool color. And, yeah. like, oh, no. um, and then I just, before I knew it, 
because I'd be like, but periwinkle's my favorite color. And then, I don't know, there were 14 colors. And Very cool. then I loved putting meanings to each colors. Um, and I just felt like if you looked at all the different colors, you would know which one you wanted in your life. But then people were like, but we need a color meaning card. We need the meanings. And I sort of thought that. I was like, no, you don't need it. Just you'll know. Yeah. But you know, you learn, listen to your customers. Yeah. We made the different color meaning cards, which was great to do. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So they, so actually the little guys came out first and they, um, you know, being an entrepreneur, you have like your ups and your downs, like lots of them. And I remember, okay, I can't really afford a trade show, but I got, I have to do a trade show. And um, I took like the cheapest space. I don't know. I was like, it was at the Javits. I was in nowhere's land. I literally had this much, you can't say, like (laughs) this much space because I didn't know the thing standing had feet. And Mm -hmm. like for five days, I was just like standing there. Uh. Oh, God. But um, we got picked up by a a great company then. And I was like, okay okay so we're gonna keep going we're gonna yeah. keep going. yeah very cool it's uh you made a great point you know you you think sometimes that you know what's best either for your brand or business or product but then your customers start to you know express some opinions or ideas and then you realize wait a minute maybe if we did that it could help the business brand or sid grow a little bit um i do have to agree with those customers who said you know the cards um with the meanings were very helpful. I know that uh, they were helpful for, for me. I just want to let you know, um, holiday season 2018. Yeah, 2018. I bought, I think, almost every color and everyone in my immediate family that was at my parents' house for Christmas, that was their stocking stuff or gift, the little Sid. So before we even met, you I were- think, um, uh, yeah, holiday 18. Am I wrong? A holiday 18 was the first time, yes, at the first store, the Gathering Shop's first store at Garden State Plaza. Before before we met, you had all the little SIDs in the colors, and I bought all the colors, and that was my stocking stuffing gift to all my my. I never knew that. Yes, yes. Yes. You were a big fan before we met. Yes, yes, I was. And I want to share another story, but I'll do that towards the end. But to that point, when the Suburban Monk is growing, and now SIDs' popularity is growing, um, I'd love to know what it has meant to you because I'm sure I am not the only fan of the suburban monk that has shared a story that has brought joy to your heart where someone has said, you know, Sid makes me smile every day, or I look forward to having him on my desk or on my porch. Um, talk a little bit about that. Have customers sent emails or written letters to you expressing what the suburban monk and Sid has meant to them. Well, that is everything to me. I have had, oh, I'm gonna tell you one of the funny stories, but I've had more text messages of people sharing with me, you know, that have been diagnosed with something and take him everywhere, or just, um, you know, they have one on their kid, their kids just learn to drive, so they put one on their dashboard. Yes. All that, but so every so often my husband wants to have the money talk. <laughs> and I tell him to warn me, he's yeah. just like, Ellen, can we sit down? So now he'll like warn me and I'm like, okay. And it was around Valentine's day. And so I'm going through the mail and he's having his talk. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and I wish it's on my Instagram. I should have brought it, but um, I opened this card and it's a Valentine's day card and I pull it out 
And this woman handmade this card that had Sid on it. It almost looks like he has angel wings. She didn't even realize. And it was a thank you note letter that she was a, um, a breast cancer survivor. Wow. And she wrote, the card was gorgeous, but she wrote this whole note to me of thank you for not giving up on your dreams. Like I, I was like, honey, come here. And we're reading it together. And he's like, well, I'm screwed. Forget everything I said. <laughs> <laughs> it was like her timing was perfect. Yes, yes. And um, that is everything. And even before it really took off, there was a moment and I was like crying to my husband. And he said, you know, Ellen, you're already a success. Like you touch all these people's lives. Like people will text me. They'll be like, what color should I buy? Or and i can't it's everything it really is everything and you know then i was lucky and things it you know it started spreading and every time somebody buys a sid i know like their life is gonna i it can sound um cheesy but i really believe that their life is going to shift in some beautiful way like yeah i don't and they don't have to write me but i just i just love i love like you know, almost every day I'll get like such a beautiful message from somebody. Um, you know, even somebody that was took it, taking care of a child that was um, partially blind and she would have to get him ready and give her so much trouble. And she'd and he'd say, would you bring Sid? And he couldn't see Sid, but he she would take Sid out yeah. of her pocket and he would just like get dressed. Yeah. And he's like, there's magic in like just so many stories. There's so um, How rewarding is that, right? It's just, yeah. it, it, you know, it, it's got to mean so much to you and your family to know that um, you've created something that is growing, but it really is having such a positive influence and impact on people, right? Um, I, I, I think that's incredible. And I, I do want to share a story at the end about that um, in regards to that. So where, where is the Suburban Monk now from a business standpoint, from an entrepreneurial standpoint? Um, what's what's ahead for you and the business the brand and for sid um and then uh, i want to touch a little bit about um a very special platform where you and i have had the privilege of getting to know each other now um called the gathering shops but before we talk about the gathering shops um what's next for sid what's next for you what's next for the suburban monk so i'm so excited so i i was calling it suburban monk 2.0 but I said to my team, now we're skipping over 2.0. We're going right to 3.0. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so what we're creating, and it should be out um, uh, within the month, but it's going to keep going. We're actually creating practices so that um, there'll be like sets of three, let's say an abundance set, but there's a practice if you can only afford one, or if you can't, if you, if you can't afford any SID, these practices will be for free. So if you, let's say, want more abundance in your life, and it can break down into different areas, we, there's quotes in there, and there's practices, and so it might say, uh, grab a green Sid, but you can grab a green anything. So that's really exciting. And we want to branch out to kids. Yeah. And we just, we want to give, give back, like give free things if you have no, no money, but yep. 
um, the practices will go beautiful because besides being a ring holder, by the way, some of my closest friends are like, you don't put your, you don't put your rings on Sid. He's a great ring holder. Oh but, yeah. Um, <laughs> I know. Um, but you know, so be what I would really love because I went from this really time of being very lost, you know, where I'm like, okay, now what do I do to really, um, our, one of our taglines is create a life that makes sense, feels good. And is really fun to live because that is what I did. Like I had a great career and a great life, but I was able to shift it where it just makes more sense, where I can give back, where I can use my creativity and mm -hmm. just do something that lights me up. So, um, yeah, so we're doing these practice guides and we just, now it's, un, it's unlimited. Like I have like this great team and it's just now it, it's just all going to happen. Yeah. So cool. I'm, I'm so happy for you. And I'm so excited to see all that come to fruition. And I have a feeling that probably, probably some, if not all of that, um, should be, or might be featured at the gathering shops. So the gathering shops, um, you are one of the coolest and most exciting new businesses, brands that are part of this incredible new platform. Um, talk a little bit about how you were introduced to the gathering shops, um, what you think of this platform, why you are proud to be a part of it, and what you think the future holds for what I think is the next exciting way to shop for people moving forward. Um, I am super proud to be a part of it. I'd love to hear your thoughts about why you and Sid are excited to be part of the gathering shops as well. Yeah. Well, first of all, when we talked about, like, I had no idea what went into being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like you kind of have to do trade shows, but they're so expensive. Ugh. So, I mean, it's just, it's quite, it's quite the, the road, but I wouldn't trade it for anything. And all of a sudden, joining um, a platform like the Gathering Shops, like they really care about us. Like they really understand what it's like to be an entrepreneur. We don't have, we're not, we don't have just endless money. We weren't yeah. like, you know, yeah. on Wall Street and now we don't know what to do with all our money. <laughs> no, we, you know, have to have those money talks with our spouse. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Like, how much did you buy on clay? Yeah. <laughs> but um, I, I feel so cared for. Like, first of all, they're so cool. Like, they, anything they do is just, like, cutting edge. Like, I'm like, wow, I, I think they're going to make me cooler. I'm going to have to brag <laughs> to, my, to my kids. Of course, it never works. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just, like, drop names. That, yeah. Well, have you heard of? But I think behind the fact that it's such a stunning, everything they do is just so visually beautiful. They care so much. Like, that Zoom call where they got us all together and they're going to do. Like, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. Like, who cares like that? Yeah. Like, you know, I have a lot of stores that sits in and I love them all. Um, but this, they really want to help us. They yeah. really, if they really want us to succeed. Yeah. If we have a dream they, and yeah, they really want, and that's like amazing. Like, where do you find that? I know. Like, where, like, like, where do you find that? 
nowhere. In this day and age, it's very, very difficult, if at all, you're able to find a, a community like that. Um, that's why I'm so proud and excited to be a part of it. And um, I'm super, super happy that you're a part of it, too. I think that you and Sid are going to do some really special things, um, you know, together with the gathering shops. And every time I walk into the store um, <laughs> to work with the staff or do something cool there and I see Sid there, I'm like, I, I always just smile. Um, so as you can see, I am a huge fan of Sid. And I have, uh, I, for my family, I made sure that I brought home a big Sid. But I do want to share a story with you, hopefully, um, and you know a little bit about it, but it'll bring a smile to your face. So I have a couple, but I have this orange little Sid. And my personal story um, of little Sid is I picked up the orange one, of course, at the gathering shops. And uh, my wife, Nicole, and I, uh, we were expecting our first child as we were heading into the holiday season. And I surprised her with big Sid on Christmas. And then I did on the same day, I purchased a little orange Sid for us, but I didn't break it out until we had to rush to the hospital on the day that my baby daughter, Stella Rose, uh, Stella Rose was born. And before Stella arrived, we get into the room and my wife is getting all situated and you know, I'm, pro I'm probably a nervous wreck and I'm trying not to pass out already, but out of my bag, I take out the little box and I put little Sid right on the window, right next to her bed. So literally it's looking at her. And I remember saying to myself, I'm like, all right, Sid, if there was, if there was ever a day, if there was ever a day, I just need you to help us out, to be positive, to be happy and healthy when this is all over, please do whatever you can do. And he was there for all those hours, just looking at Nicole, looking there. And I would kept, I kept looking at him throughout the day and Thank goodness uh, Stella Rose arrived into this world and she's happy and she's healthy. And I remember after she was born and I got my emotions kind of in check, I looked over at him and I remember looking at him and saying, thanks, Sid. So I am one of those uh, amazingly grateful and happy Sid fans. So hopefully that story uh, yeah, makes, I, you, makes you smile. <laughs> yes, and one day when my daughter's a little bit older, I will make sure I tell her the same story too about our little orange Sid that was there on the day she was born. Yeah. yeah. So one of the last things I want to ask you before I get out of here, and, and I'm, I'm really excited because I'm sure that we'll be able to catch up again on, on this podcast or with some of the events that the Gathering Shots will have you know, down the road. Um, but just not only from a fellow entrepreneur and someone who's built a business, but just as a just as a human being, just as someone who is a citizen uh, of our country and, and a person in this world, this is such a different, difficult, different time. We are all going through something that none of us have ever experienced before um, from a personal level, from a financial level, but more importantly, from a health level. Um, what do you think Sid means to people in a time like this and for those people that are going to listen to this interview that are going to watch this video that are just being introduced to Sid and they don't have a Sid or they haven't met him personally what do you think the suburban monk and someone like Sid can do for someone in a time like this when there is so much uncertainty there's so much doubt there's so much worry what do you think Sid can do and what do you think Sid can mean to people right now in this day and age? Oh, he, he's this beautiful anchor that he meets you wherever you are. And it's, it's just like, it's going to be okay. I got you. I got you. It's going to be okay. I, it's, you look at him and you just feel, I think he's right. 
I think it is going to be okay. And he's a beacon of hope, a beacon of light. You just have to actually experience having one. And you just like, he's just so happy. I mean, I could, you know, I had times that a whole order came in and they're all, and I was like crying and taking one out of the box and they're all looking at me and I'm like, yeah. Would you stop it? Yeah, he's just, <laughs> I'm like, I'm trying to have a good cry here. And they're like, it's going to be okay. Yeah. Um, you know what? I think if there was ever a time for Sid, it's now. Because he's got, he's got us. He's, you know, I brought, um, I was able to uh, speak at an inner city school. And I donated a big Sid to the school. And I brought these little cards and had all the little kids write anything on their heart you know, that you could hand it over to Sid. We had a box that they could put him in and this little boy, he said, can I read you mine? And it, it's almost like, just give it to Sid. Like he will hold it for you and he will remind you that I am there and we are gonna do this and it is gonna be okay. Wow, that is, um, that is awesome and so true. And I am, I am such a believer. Um, in Sid and the Suburban Monk. I'm such a fan and this was, this was awesome. Um, I'm super happy to have been able to spend some time with you today um, on behalf of the Gathering Shops and our new podcast, Design Your Day. But what I'm most looking forward to is when, you know, God willing, when things start to open up a little bit and we're able to get back out to as close to a normal routine as we can, I am most looking forward to seeing you at the Gathering Shops for one of those really awesome events that they're always putting together and, uh, and being able to catch up and talk a little bit about life and business and everything else. But um, one thing, though, big fan, and I love following you on social media. So this was awesome. So on, uh, on behalf of everybody from the Gathering Shops, thank you so much, um, not only for your time today, for this podcast interview, but also uh, for being part of, uh, of our growing community. We are super, super proud to have you and Sid on board. Thank you. This was great. I yes. love you guys. Oh, thank you. We love you too. And we're so looking forward uh, to dropping this interview in the coming days. A very special week for you, for Sid. It was just recently his birthday. So we're super, super excited um, to share this interview. So Ellen, thank you so much again. This was absolutely incredible. Wishing you all the best. And we look forward to catching up with you real soon. All right. Bye. All right. Take care. See ya. Bye. Okay. Thank you for tuning in to Design Your Day, the official podcast show of The Gathering Shops. We hope you enjoyed our interview with the founder of The Suburban Monk, Ellen Atkins. Please be sure to visit our store locations at the Garden State Plaza Mall in Paramus, New Jersey, and Bellworks in Homedale, New Jersey, or online anytime at thegatheringshops.com to check out the latest collections from The Suburban Monk. I'm your host, Ray Digney, and until next week, remember, only you have the power to design your day.